You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Greetings everyone, my name is Kavi and I am delighted to be uh, sitting once again um, talking with Amodamar in another podcast session. Hello Amoda. Hello Kavi. So today we're going to be exploring something that Amoda has talked about and written about in her various books and often talks about in the uh, meetings that we offer, which is about inner authority and the relationship of inner authority to and with awakening. So we're going to be exploring what it means to be rooted in inner authority and the relationship of that authority to awakening. Firstly, I'm going to quote something from your book, Amoda, and then I'm just going to offer it up to you to explore. In your book, you said the whole purpose of my teaching is to ignite your inner authority to help you see where you give yourself away, to show how your need for love or recognition or acceptance is keeping you small, and to invite you to stand as openness in the face of all the world throws at you. So where should we start with this? There's a question that comes up. What is this inner authority? Is it something that we lose? Is it something that we can get back? The whole nature, the whole subject of of inner authority needs to be clarified before we can drill down and explore it a little bit. So over to you. Okay, thank you. It it often uh, helps to say what something is not. <laughs> um, so let's uh, start with that. Uh, the word authority, whether we call it inner authority, outer authority, personal authority, um, spiritual authority, just the very word authority conjures up a sort of image or idea or concept that it is something to do with our will, our personal will. When I say personal will, I mean the egoic will and what we're diving into in this conversation 
is that which is deeper than any willfulness from the ego on the you know on the ego level um so it's almost like we need to put aside our conventional um idea or understanding of the word authority um so again we could start or continue with an exploration of what we usually um give our authority to <laughs> yeah or where we derive our authority um when we say authority we mean our uh, ability to make decisions our choices are you know what is it that we're actually listening to mm-hmm. so mostly certainly as we grow up as children and then you know grow up into young adulthood we've already um taken on inherited the voices from the external world yeah the voices of our parents that tell us what we should or shouldn't do um the voices of our school teachers the voices of our peer groups and the kind of tribes that we belong to um the voices you know of our culture of our society um so already we've inherited a whole bag of voices that we take on as our own and even if we rebel against those voices you know our parents tell us we should uh, you know be a certain way or act a certain way or follow a certain path and then we rebel against that and we think that we've followed our own inner voice but it's a reaction to that um external voice so even that is not our true authority um so it gets very um mixed up on that level yeah it gets very uh kind of woven in so that we then have a whole set of beliefs and opinions and positions that we take that we think are our own but are actually uh, this inherited mass that we've taken on unconsciously and in that sense we're operating as the conditioned self we're operating not as the true self uh we're not operating from a place of true freedom um or true intelligence so when we speak of our inner authority our true inner authority it's about uh diving deeper than any inherited or unexamined uh belief idea opinion um and so on so that we start to listen from 
an inner space that has no voice in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very curious statement, Amoda. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on, on that? Should we dive a little bit into that pool? <clears throat> So I'll go back to um, what's just been said, which is most of our actions, when I say our actions, I'm talking about the collective and individual um, unconscious state. Yeah. The, yeah, the perennial conditioned yeah, state. The yeah. conditioned state of the human being, the, unawake state yeah the state in which uh, there has been no uh, true inquiry into the, the true nature of self and then the waking up out of the dream of the separate me so you know in that state our actions our thoughts our behaviors uh, are based on a whole bunch of what I'm calling voices, <laughs> voices being beliefs, opinions, oh. inherited, uh, shoulds, shouldn'ts, um, you know, the need to be loved, the need to be taken care of, the need to be, to belong, the need to be recognized. Yeah. These are all the needs that cause us to give our authority away, our true inner authority, and to think, feel, and act from a place, fr from that need, yeah? Which means we move away from ourselves. It's like we abandon our true state, our true inner state of wholeness, completeness, and yeah, that wholeness and completeness is, is the seat of intelligence, love's intelligence. So it's like we give our, give our power away, we give our truth away in order to be recognized, in order to be uh, um, loved, in order to be approved of. And we do this when we're children. Yeah? And then we continue to do that when it's past its sell-by date. We've just learned that unconscious mechanism and that's part of the egoic self, yeah, the knot of the egoic self. So it's like we lose touch with, our, with the depth of our inner knowing. And it, it, this is beyond <laughs> the, the knowing of the mind and beyond the knowing of the egoic self. It's a much deeper intelligence that is available to us. And so when we're speaking about our true inner, author inner authority, it's really a return to that natural state of wholeness in which we do not operate, we do not think, we do not feel, we do not react, and we do not act from a place of need, yeah, 
our innate wholeness has no need. And then we can listen (laughs) to that intelligence, the intelligence of wholeness, the intelligence of life, which is also the intelligence of love, which then informs us. And we're not listening to a voice, an inherited voice that we think is our own, our own opinion, our own standpoint, our own reaction, our own emotion. These are all voices, yeah? Of These the, are all of aspects the, of ourselves that are not our true self. Of the imagination. Yeah. 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 And so we can listen <laughs> to, a, to a much deeper intelligence. And that, so, so, so it's like listening from silence. It's listening from stillness as opposed to listening from the um, busyness, the noisiness of the mind, the ego mind that is really not not who we are, (laughs) yeah, but who we think we are, who we've been conditioned to be, and so on. Does the mind need to stop in order for this shift to of allegiance or, or whatever you might call it to happen or you know is there, are, are we are we waiting for mind to stop its uh, endless repetitive voicing or because you just talked about silence and uh, and I and I hear something much you know, very soft. I hear something very almost tender, you know, not in an emotional way, but in a way of getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the silence of being. And then that what I I ask the question, does mind need to stop or can mind continue its chattering voiceness? Well, any attempt to stop the mind is trying to enter that inner silence or uh, sort of from the top down or by force, by effort. So that's not really the attitude. Um, It's not to stop mind, but it is a bowing down of mind to um, a deeper knowing (laughs) than the mind yeah it's a bowing down what does that mean it's a kind of surrender it's a surrender of the mind that wants to take charge that wants to be uh you know in the driving seat that wants to be um right uh and so on. So it's it's like we can't stop it. Its nature is movement, but we can stop giving our allegiance to it. And in that way, the mind starts to bow down to its deeper nature, to its deeper knowing, because even mind wants to come home to its true nature. Yeah. Yeah. Do we we need to explore that a little bit or can we just leave that there? I think we can let that hang. 
Okay. Yeah, there's a you know sometimes there's a danger of explaining everything away. <laughs> yeah, dissecting every word, dissecting every phrase, and sometimes the you know the pointer just needs to hang um, because the 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 true self understands the true self knows what is being pointed to because it actually has never left that place it just seems to have got lost along the way okay so the silence isn't about never having any thoughts the silence Mm. isn't about um just living in some kind of vacant state vacant mind state the silence is the is the is is it's almost the art of listening yeah the art of listening is very um still yeah it doesn't jump onto every thought movement it waits it listens it listens to that which is deeper than the mind's narratives or of should and shouldn't yeah you should do this you should do that you need to do that you need to belong in order to get what you need in order to feel loved or in order to feel happy or in order to feel feel fulfilled you know you and so on so it's like listening slowing down and listening to what arises in mind which is also, um, you know, it's not just mind, it's not just thought, it's also emotion, it's also um, uh, often in, in our sort of uh, reactive behaviours, yeah? We, we listen, we slow down. If those behaviours, if those actions, if those emotions, if those thoughts have at their core, yeah, when you slow down and listen, yeah, when you just slow down and watch, yeah, at the core of those waves of, of energy movement is usually a need. Mm. I need to get this. I need to do this. I need to uh, say this. I need to have this belief and stand in this position, take up this position. I need to, Yeah. And that's why they're unexamined. Why do you need to? Why do we need to? What is that need based on? Because if I don't, I'll be cast out, I'll be rejected, or I'll be uh, whatever it might be, helpless or vulnerable or lost or confused. Yeah. And listening from silence means that you have a deeper insight into what actually drives your actions, your decisions, your choices. And as you slow down and watch, when I say slow down, it's like there's an inner spaciousness that starts to happen. Yeah. The, the, the matrix of thought, feeling, emotion, sensation, <laughs> yeah, is not so dense anymore. There's some space inside of it. And in that space, 
you may find that there's a deeper impulse. You're not driven to act in that way. You're not driven to take up a tight position. You're not driven to grasp that thing, circumstance, person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the kind of grasping or to grasp it for a future uh, moment that might be better. The grasping starts to to um, kind of relax. It's not such a tight mechanism. And so you start to, that's how you start to return <laughs> to your natural state from which true authority, yeah, can, can, reveal itself again it's not a true authority that comes from uh another part of the ego self yeah it's that part of you that has never been conditioned it's that part of you that has that that is essentially by its very nature free of conditioning <laughs> and this kind of changes everything yeah we're no longer driven by fear. We're no longer driven by need. We're no longer uh, driven by um, desire. Desire, hmm. yeah. We're no longer driven by um, you know reactivity, yeah, unconscious reactivity, defense, and attack a deeper impulse starts to arise. And that deeper insult, uh, sorry, that deeper <laughs> impulse, not insult. <laughs> sorry. That's a good that one. deeper impulse, what I wanted to say was that deeper impulse has no insult in it. Oh, I see. Yeah? Yeah. It hasn't taken right. an insult and it doesn't give an insult. So can There's I... There's a can much I, more gentle... Yeah. Um, intelligence that moves us right so is it is it like a a, a, a staying in the silence of being prior to being someone yes well that's a great way of saying it yes I mean, you know, as always in, in, in these conversations and in the um, uh, discourses, dialogues that I have in my teaching, there's both what reveals itself when there has been an authentic, genuine awakening out of the dream self, out of the separate self, then this becomes natural and we're simply describing it and giving it permission and reflecting that back so that it can be fully embodied. And then there's also, um, if you like, prior to awakening as part of the ongoing journey is the is the ongoing reminder or pointer to this, which can be, um, if you like, practiced, that's not the right word, but remembered mm. in everyday life. Yeah. And so, yes, in everyday life, 
in everyday interactions. I can't remember what you said, but it was the silence. What was it? The, yeah, something, something about, about silence the silence of being, of being before you. Yeah, prior because, to be, be, being someone or becoming someone, being someone. Yeah, it's a very innocent, naked, essential beingness before, uh, you know, taking on an identity. Yeah, the identity of somebody who is either... Uh, well, it could be any identity, the identity mm. of being spiritual, or the identity of being a victim or the identity of being helpless or the identity of being all powerful. Yeah, we could have a myriad of identities. But before you've become that, there's an essential state. And we can turn our attention to that. We can devote ourselves to that in the midst of everyday life yeah we so, don't have to wait for the awakening although it helps <laughs> so the i'll come back to that in a minute <clears throat> so the authority because we pre as you said at the beginning of this conversation authority is a misunderstood like so many other words it's kind of miss it, it, it that the the old or the that that use of authority doesn't in a way apply to the way that you're talking about authority because authority almost suggests authority over something. We use these words, don't we? I've got authority over myself or authority over the world or authority over my decisions, which is all very much of the self uh, that you're, you're, you're pushing, you know, that's, that's not relevant to this conversation. So the, the and so just to pick into that a little bit, the authority is what? Uh, 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 how are you? How is it being used? Is a is what an articulation or a an expression of the innate wholeness? How does that? How does that work? Well, yeah, I just want to reiterate that it, like you've just said, it's it's not authority over anything. It's not the self that has authority over anything. It's not to have authority over your life, authority over somebody else, or even authority over your own mind is still from the ego self, from the separate self, um, from the self that doesn't know itself, (laughs) yeah, as its true nature. So this has no authority over it is simply um, it is simply the natural flow of life's intelligence. Yeah. There is an intelligence that is beyond the separate self, beyond the conditioned self an intelligence that isn't dependent on knowledge or learning or training or ideology. It's not dependent on anything. It's simply life's intelligence. It informs everything, every living thing. Um, And yet, as human 
you know, human species, we've overridden it. Yeah, we've stamped our authority, our false authority on it, an authority that isn't even our own, but an inherited authority, going back to the voices that we inherit, yeah? the beliefs that we inherit and so on. And so we have to unpack all that. It's like unpacking it or slowing down and seeing through it. Yeah, and then there's this life's intelligence, it's a natural flow. It's a, it's a, it's it's more a, you know, it comes from the belly, not from the mind. It's it's like we wait. If you wait long enough, yeah, um, not wait in a kind of begging or helpless way, but if you're very still, then there's an impulse that moves in you that guides you, and it will always be right action. It will always come from a place of wholeness, true, the true nature of love, not the need to fix something, nor the need to save something, whether that's yourself or somebody else or the world. It's not the need to prove anything. It's not the need to acquire anything, to hold on to anything, to, to possess anything. Yeah? It's a whole different dimension of movement. <laughs> it's like it's the movement of life unencumbered by the self that thinks it knows how things should be or how I should be or how you should be. Yeah. Because it's the should, <laughs> the self that thinks it knows how it should be. That is the false authority. False God in effect. A false God. Yes. So it, uh, inner authority, it's like, it's like returning Mm. to your inner godness mm. <laughs> and that inner godness isn't driven by the conditioned self yeah that inner godness is your innate wholeness your innate goodness your innate nature as love and so it's just a very different dimension or frequency field and very natural. <laughs> so, it, 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 I mean, as you're speaking, it feels undivided. It feels like falling into the <laughs> innate undividedness at the very root of, of us. And from there, what arises is natural. Yes. Yes. And we cannot So it can't be forced. It can't be forced and it's not a doing. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's an undivided state that is here <laughs> prior to... Um, prior to the overlay of the divided mind the divided mind is 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 only the the 
the taking on of the many narratives that we have been trained to believe to be reality or to be the truth. So it's almost like we're trained to see through the divided mind. It's as if the mind, which it in itself is natural. You know, there's nothing wrong with mind. <laughs> yeah, it's a very natural uh, uh, part of us, expression of us, manifestation of us. Uh, but it's like it's been diverted or usurped by um, the, 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 the training that we have <laughs> on a cultural, uh, educational uh, yeah, psychological level to see through the eyes of that divided mind, yeah, an aspect of mind that when it's put to good use is very valuable, but not when it comes to seeing reality, yeah. The mind's capacity to divide is very necessary <laughs> and a valuable tool when we perform certain tasks when we um, use the mind for what it's meant to be, that divide, that mind's capacity to divide, not the divided mind itself, but its capacity to divide, to see differences, to see, you know, the edges of things, the boundaries of things, and so on and so on. That's a very valuable capacity of the human mind, yeah? But when we see the whole of reality or every aspect of reality from through that lens, then it's, it's very myopic. And we've, we've got lost in a small aspect of mind, like awareness has got funneled into this myopic lens. And we've given all our authority to that. That's the false authority. That's the false God. That's the false God. <clears throat> I'm, I'm aware that we've got, you know, we're rolling through time here, so to speak. <laughs> but, but I wanted to just, just to ask, because this is a very beautiful. What you're describing is something that's, you know, <clears throat> is very beautiful. And then you said earlier, a little bit earlier, about it helps if awakening has already happened. <laughs> but for the majority, saying that. <laughs> I think you will. The majority of people are, and and actually, I mean, so much this being stripped away, this this edifice of the of, of awakening as being the solution to. The, You know where I'm. Where what I'm. What I'm asking is like, is that true, or is it? Is this, is this something that can be courted now and now and now and now? Every. Um, every.
every aspect of life, every interaction in everyday life is a doorway to awakening. <laughs> so... Well, that's, that's sorted out then. <laughs> <laughs> it's the turning towards this deeper knowing, this devotion to falling into what is deeper than mind's position-taking. It's this willingness to give yourself totally to truth, what is more true than anything you, that you can possibly know or imagine. It's a discovery, an open-ended discovery. When that desire to be free of all false gods to be free of the prison of mind's clutching or mind's rejection, and that's the divided mind, when that desire has been sparked in you, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, what state you're in, what circumstance you're in, yeah, what are the conditions of your life, how much spiritual practice you've done or not done, this spark is the seed of awakening. When that begins, then everything in your life becomes a doorway to that, becomes a portal, becomes an opportunity, which then is the ongoingness of it. It's the turning towards it. Every time you notice yeah, a noticing starts to happen. It can't start to happen before this little spark is alive. <laughs> yeah, you're asleep. You're lost. Yeah, that's why I say awakening is necessary. <laughs> this is awakening. Awakening is in the moment that you notice that you've given yourself to the divided mind. You've believed that to be true. And therein you are trapped. You are lost. You've lost your true authority. When you notice that, that's the moment. You just notice. It's in the noticing that you have a moment of seeing clearly. And you keep going like this. And it starts to happen by itself more and more. Yeah? So it is awakening. It's the process of awakening, the journey of awakening. Awakening out of the dream state of believing your thoughts to be your only reality, of believing your opinions to be the only reality, and so on and so on. You start to wake up out of the matrix. But something has to spark it off in the first place. Yeah? You have to start to feel imprisoned. You have to start to feel uh, the, the, the suffering of it, the psychological suffering of it. Up until then, well, nothing can yeah. change. <laughs> well, I think the, the discomfort is a great motivator, the discomfort of realising that you're going round and round and round in life patterns that are 
you know, pretending to lead or supposing to lead to happiness and then lead to misery. And so you get back on and, and do it all again. And eventually, with grace, God willing, hey, that's when you, what you're talking about can happen. Obviously, there are lots of different ways in, in, in a way. But uh, from what I hear, the authority and awakening are intertwined uh, with, with, with an, account of, an awakening ipso facto authority is regained because authority is simply not giving yourself <laughs> away again that's right <laughs> it's freedom all the way yeah the freedom to listen to the freedom to to be, <laughs> yeah, the freedom to, um, to be untamable, yeah, to be, yeah, your true nature is untamable. In other words, it cannot be contained, it cannot be imprisoned, yeah, whatever your circumstances, whatever others impose upon you. Your true nature is untamable. Yeah, that untamability doesn't have a rebellion in it, or a, or a, an aggression in it, or a violence in it. It simply is itself. Can I just ask one question? Because I know we're coming towards the end. It's that authority. <clears throat> it's authority at the moment is quite a hot topic in a sense. I don't want to get too involved in that at all, but I want to know whether authority has an action in it. Well, it either has or it hasn't. So if it so follows through and it's called to an action, then it does have an action. It can have an action. Yes, movement or no movement, if it arises from true inner authority and not from a reflex reaction or the need to the need to be somebody, to do something, to fix something. Yeah? When it has no need in it, then there can be action. I mean, this is the, the razor's edge. Mm. This is the question that comes up. Mm. Does a, you know? Does it does it include doing? And how do yeah. I know if my doing comes from an inner That's authority? Right. Yeah. Well, this is an ongoing journey of yeah. refinement and deeper listening. Yeah, because the question there's a question about you know can it have a no in it? Can it have a yes in it? Yeah, when in re, with regards to the world. Uh, you know, I'm um, courting uh, important subjects. I didn't, you know, as we say, we're not here to discuss the world's incessant nature. But there is a question of can it? Yeah, if the, of course, it includes a yes and a no. Uh, if the no arises out of silence, mm. then it's a right. No, <laughs> yeah. If the no arises out of fear or out of the need to 
defend, attack, control, fix, and so on, then it is not the right, no. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. A juicy, deep subject. I I appreciate you uh, unpacking it somewhat for everybody who 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 listens this is the you know some of the core uh matter of of what's being offered isn't it through your teaching mm. yeah it's in the books it's, it's what what's pointed to because we are living in those kind of times where these are these are crucial and interesting and deep questions i mean when i when i hear you speak like this i hear the result of the deepest wisdom Wisdom is this. Yeah, this is this is the the path of wisdom. What arises when wisdom is arrived at, if arrived at is the right expression, is exactly this. There's no question. It's not authority in a sense. This hasn't got that kind of heat to it. These words we use in this in this hot language that we've got, as we all know, these you know the words that we use are are used as weapons as much as they are articulations. So this this word authority that you're using isn't being used in that context. It's being used as a re- result of a, of a of a spring that rises up from the deepest well somehow, surely. Mm. I think every word has, uh, you know, can be entered <laughs> to be... Uh, to take us into a deeper dimension. Mm, mm. And uh, yes. No, so. they are. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not generally. We throw these words around, don't we? But actually, you know, the words, when you start to undo them, they actually do become quite amazing doorways to a deeper, mm. a deeper experience. Is there anything more that needs to be said at, at this stage of the game? Mm. Well, I think we can let it hang right there. We can let it percolate a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Amoda, thank you so much again. Um and thank you everybody for listening to this uh this conversation i hope it's interested you and you know stimulated a a deeper inquiry maybe or a whole bunch of questions or whatever it is come along to the meetings if you're interested to dive deeper in and explore it uh sign up you know share the podcast do what you will um otherwise we're going to sign off um and thank you so much for listening uh no more to say from me Um, Amoda, thank you so much again. Okay, thank you. My pleasure. Okay. Bye.